Hey, Next Evolution. Today is a great day to start your podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel or you want to simply get your message out to the world, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and team who are there to help you. Follow the link in the show notes. Let Buzzsprout know that Next Evolution sent you and get your $20 Amazon gift card signing up for your paid plan. Like trying to get into this church quotation, church culture. Right. Um, because I just didn't feel like I fit in. And I asked God, the Holy Spirit, a question. I said, what do you do when you no longer desire the things of the world, but the church don't want you either? People need answers. God, give me the answer. People need truth. You can't handle the truth. People need transformation and religion won't do. This kind of thing is uh, spiritual. Life is evolving and so are you. Sounds so soulful, don't you agree? Welcome to the Next Evolution Podcast. Next Evolution, this is Lionel. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. This is a tough topic we will try to tackle this week. Right. Because we're talking about a very important social issue that's happening in our world as it relates to Roe versus Wade in the United States. More importantly, globally, we're talking about women's rights and uh, it's a tough one. But uh, let's listen in, see what we can learn from this topic. And then at the end of the conversation, stay tuned so we can find out what's coming after this. Let's get into it. The Roe v. Wade situation. Uh, obviously, I'm going to come at this topic from my perspective. And my perspective is uh, a religious one because I am a chaplain. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that uh, I have presuppositions by which I address public social issues. And uh, obviously, this issue of abortion and a woman's right to choose is a social issue that has been uh, thrown around in religious circles and many other circles for quite some time. Uh, That is to say, it is not an easy subject to get into. It is not an easy subject to talk about, but it is needed because this is where people are, right? How can we have a moral ethic or more development in our world or viewpoint about life if we don't take seriously the conversations that people are having about real issues. And I consider this to to absolutely be a very, very important issue. I will start off by saying this, that um, the courts are definitely setting a precedent, right? Now, let me say this on top of that. My goal in having this conversation with you is to not um, say that I'm for or against, because I don't think that's really the point. My view is to give an alternative vision. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in a alternative vision. And what 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 do you mean? Well, Um, that means that in society, 
you're going to have people who agree on certain topics and issues that are important to them. Right. And, and that's to be expected. What I've always believed that those of us who are religious, whether you are uh, pursuing spirituality, whether you are in pursuit of a deeper moral ethic for community, whether you are trying to create a more just world for all people who live in it, any, any individual who has as their desire to inject, if you will, a sense of morality into culture should speak at some point on this issue. You can't leave it out there to dry. You have to be able to, to let your voice be heard and speak your truth. What I like to call give an alternative vision, (laughs) right? It's such a tough conversation to have. And um, I just want to present an alternative vision, uh, at least an alternative way to think about this issue. But do you earn, have you earned the right to address such a very controversial topic, even from a religious perspective? Love to hear your comments. Um, Leave your comment in a review so we can talk about that more. Let's get back to it. Something like that. People started to get a sense of their own morality. I'm sorry, mortality. So uh, uh, these kind of topics and subjects pop up. So when I speak about church, I'm talking from a Protestant and maybe Catholic. I'm not Catholic. I'm Protestant, but I'm presenting my understanding my thoughts, my view, my vision, which is the reason the title of what I've, I've, I've put out on this uh, video and, and talk is that this is a, a religious moral vision. So what I'm, what I suggest is that the church based on what I've, how I've described the church has not done a good job of prevent or presenting an alternative viewpoint Chaps, what's your alternative viewpoint? Now, I believe that, and I am of the opinion that people who have grown up in the church, Protestant and or Catholic, not exclusively. So let me say this. I'm not for all of my, I have people who listen to me from overseas, right? From uh, other parts of the world who have, who are the Islamic faith tradition. So I don't want to discard them. Right. So I can't speak to all of those, those religious groups. I can only speak from my perspective. So I will let the imams and the rabbis and those of other faith groups who may have a different viewpoint about life and eternity and morality speak on behalf of their community as I'm speaking on behalf of mine. One as a Protestant, two as a chaplain, Three, as a pastor, four, as a person who studied religious moral ethics for a very, very long time. Yeah, but one of the issues that I have that I've been dealing with is that does my religious moral ethics 
mean that I have the right to imply that or push that on to other people. Um, what do you think about that? Someone having to make that decision. Now, I've, I am fully aware that I am a man talking about a woman's right to choose, right? Um, I am fully aware of that. So I have no intentions to disarm or speak on behalf of all women. What I'm simply saying is that communities of faith have not done a good job of presenting a alternative viewpoint to a person who may find themselves with child and they don't want to produce a child. I don't want to have a child. Right. Um, these individuals may find themselves in many circumstances where they, they don't want to have a child or they may find themselves right um, in a relationship with someone and they they ended up pregnant and they decided they don't want to have a baby with that individual. This is something that I experienced in the military quite a bit, right? Young people get married early. A person gets deployed. They come back from deployment. The couple gets together. They now the, the baby is born and this happens. Or one of the other issues that I deal with is uh, a young person does not want to go on deployment. So they will get pregnant because you can't be pregnant and on deployment to uh, a forward operation area. Right. So my viewpoint is that within the church, you know, there should no one should ever go to the church and say, I am going to I need to have an abortion because I can't afford it. I'll tell you why in a minute. So economic grounds should not be a reason why a person makes that decision. And, and I'll tell you why. Now, I'm talking about an alternative viewpoint. That's first thing. Uh, or one's incapacity. Of the mother to care for a child. Right. People everywhere exist within communities. And if the church is to be one thing, it is to be a community, a communitas. This is where people come together and support each other. One of the reasons why I love the chaplain corps so much is because we are with our sailors and Marines and Coasties. We are with them. If they deploy, we deploy. If they're out in the field camping, we're camping with them. If they're on a ship, we're with them. If they're on the flight deck, we're with them. Our job is to be present with them. If they're eating M -M uh, MREs, we're eating MREs. If they're miserable, we're miserable. And our job is to bring hope to them right where they are. And what I noticed in a lot of churches, in my experience, is that people had lost that vision. So you'd have folks in hospital and pastoral leaders wouldn't want to go visit them in the hospital. Now, what that doesn't make any sense to anyone. So my point is that churches are communities and within communities, there are support factors. Right. One of the greatest reasons why I tell people who may have, you know, uh, disconnected themselves from religious communities, you know, that they should look for another religious community, if that's their background, it's because they need that support system. Everyone needs a support system, right? Now, I, I, I've, I have a vision that we'll be able to create that online somehow, some way, 
Uh, I think that's that's the wave of the future. I think we need to figure out how to do that. But listen, there's not there's no substitute for human contact, right? There's no substitute for human contact. There's no substitute for being in the presence of another and being there to help and support people when they need your physical presence to be with them. That's what makes community community. You know, I used to, um, when I served as a pastor of a church that was uh, 130 years old, I learned a very viable lesson that people did not care about how much I knew. They cared about how much I cared. When I, you know, that's community. It's not about anything else. And when I understood that this was the quintessential experience of what church and community is to be like, it totally changed my life. And those people are still connected to me today. I was thinking about a, a preacher, Fred Craddock, who, who was, I think he was from the, uh, not the Ozark, but from the um, Appalachia area, Appalachia mountainous area, or, or he lived there or retired there. And he talked about churches was for them was sitting around a fireplace on a Friday night or Saturday evening or Sunday afternoon and talking about how they're going to help people who need, who need their grass cut or help fix a, 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 a car of a single woman who can't afford to take her car to the, to the auto place to get it fixed that the men in the church or the people in the church would surround them and, and get that done for them. Or maybe a, a, a mother who is, you know, husband is disabled. Having to clean up around the house that people would go over and help with, with ironing clothes and doing the laundry, right? This is what I mean by community. This is what community does. It is being present with people in their good times and in their not so good times. And so when I make this statement that there should be no reason on economic grounds that people uh, have abortions because they're not able to take care of them because the church should be there to support them is, is developing the ability to show empathy, show empathy. Number two, to be present to be present. That's what community does. And in essence, that's what religious communities are to be. And one of the reasons why young people or people walk away from religious communities is because they don't feel like they are part of the community or they need to change something inherently about themselves to become a part of that community or that the community is not patient enough to walk with them through their uh, hardship or journey, their current circumstance situation, even if it questions their own moral, doctrinal, religious beliefs. But you walk with people through that journey. That's what religious communities are there to do. What am I saying? I'm saying it's about sharing. It is the community's responsibilities to create whatever structures necessary to provide for the mother and the child. Okay, is it really the community's responsibility to care for your mother and the child? Are you asking the community to be surrogate to the child? That's that's something we need to think about. Please put your comments in. I want to hear what what the others have to say about this. I'm only want to provide a, a alternative voice to what you see in the media right now. Right, instead of us talking about 
trying to get uh, a clickbait and, and, and arguing these points, even though there is something to be said about the precedent of overturning Roe v. Wade sets for other laws that are the bedrock of our country. As it relates to the church and this issue, like on a ground level, I'm talking like boots on the ground. I'm not talking about from the Supreme Court, 30,000 viewpoint, uh, 30,000 foot point of view. Right. Uh, I'm talking from a ground level. What can I do to be the change in the world? What can I do to help instead of getting in debates on these different social audio platforms? No. How can I participate in the, the issue? And one of the one of the challenges that that we should give to the church and those who are listening to me, my listening community, my people, my loved ones. Listen to me. Right. Those who are going from one stage in life to the next, those who are going through the next evolution of their lives is that we have to hold people accountable. And that one of the ways that we create a a greater moral vision for our world is to provide alternatives for people who find themselves in desperate situations and they don't know what to do. That's what communities are for. So these religious communities have a responsibility to create structures. What, 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 did we, what did Jesus say? Jesus says, no greater thing you can, you can have than this, than you lay down your life for a friend. Um, I think it's in Mark chapter 11 or chapter 13. It says two things. All the law and prophets in the Bible rest on these. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. If you can do that, then all the law and the prophet. In other words, if you really want to know what it is to be a, a faithful religious person or a faithful human being is to, number one, understand that there's a higher power, that there are things outside of the universe that are outside of our control. Be humble. Number two, treat people the way you want to be treated. So if you found yourself in a situation uh, where you've gotten someone pregnant or someone in your family, your child, you know, uh, you know, how are you there to support them? What structures are you setting in place to surround them? This is called sharing. Sharing. We don't leave in the military. We don't leave a hurt man behind. No one left behind. That's what the Marines say. Simple Fidelis, always faithful. Right? It's about sharing. It's about advocacy. Instead of holding picket signs, go adopt a child. You see, that's a different viewpoint. Instead of, uh, instead of crucifying the young couple who got pregnant at a young age, provide mentoring. Be there for them, support them, love them, help them raise the child if there's no parents or siblings around to help fill that gap. This is what we mean by giving an alternative viewpoint of religious moral vision to this thing. And what this does is it pulls you off the sideline. So you and I can no longer say we have no responsibility in this matter but we can actually participate in creating the world that we want to see. And what better way to create a world than to learn how to share and be there for people who need you most. This is what it means by being a part of a community. 
um, for a poor woman or poor person or young man who's had a baby uh, and he's not married and cannot afford to raise a child. This is a tragic symbol that the church stands by and let that happen. But our job is to be present. Where there's two problems that come to mind. Number one, we're living in a time where individual spirituality is primal over communal spirituality. Number two, people don't like to be accountable to religious organizations. They feel like religious organizations are overstepping their boundaries. Or, you know, this is one of the reasons why separation of church and state is so important. That's what the church is all about, y'all. That's <laughs> part of a community. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to have a different viewpoint about this circumstance. Have a different viewpoint about this situation. It's not just about clickbait and debates in your particular news channel. If you are a person of faith, if you're a person of religion, I'm talking to you. If you're part of my listening community, I'm talking to you. Right. One of the greatest ways to get through the being unstuck in your life is to learn how to serve other people. It's one of the greatest ways to get unstuck in your life. Subscribe costs you not a thing. It costs you nothing to hit a, an emoji button and say, hey, I got you. I'm listening. Not bad. It costs you nothing to um uh, send me a message on IG that says, hey, I heard you. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, let's talk about this. It costs you not a thing to share love and spread love. These are the kind of messages I believe that the community needs to hear. So thank you so much for listening. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you from this time and evermore. And also visit chapstalk.org. It's our goal to get out these episodes every two weeks. And when you support and subscribe to our podcast via Apple or Spotify, it helps us to continue providing these resources that are being a blessing to you. So once again, thank you for listening to the next Evolution Podcast. And we'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye.